0: Welcome to Adoption Now, sharing real stories of the joys and challenges of adoption. Now, here's the host of Adoption Now, April Fallon.
1: Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I'm your host, April Fallon. Thanks for joining us either on KLTT or on podcast. I am loving all these stories coming in from so many different states. Today, we have adoptive mom, Natalie, from Massachusetts on. Natalie, welcome to the show thanks so much for having me okay so after hearing our story on podcast you decided that you needed to apply and once we connected I found out why we have so much in common (laughs) yes it was great (laughs) both of us were matched to our babies through Facebook and I remember when we were going through the process my husband's like no way no way you can't be matched to a baby through Facebook it just can't happen and i was thinking like back in the day remember people would get really embarrassed even if they said they met over the internet they would get like shy like oh uh well we met through the, uh, they didn't want to say internet but now it's so common and lots of people are getting matched through facebook lots of people are, are in groups and they share their adoption needs or birth mothers come in looking for adoptive parents through facebook and so it's common now but i just thought it was crazy because we both have that similar experience So let's start with the beginning of your story. Let's talk about why you and your husband started the process.
0: So we had talked before we got married about adoption and we were both very passionate that we wanted to adopt regardless of whether we could have biological children. And so that was always our plan for our marriage but we wanted to have both biological children and adoptive children.
1: Okay, so when did you start the whole home study?
0: Yeah, so we were married in September of 2013, and we applied to adopt from foster care, actually, in the summer of 2015.
1: What made you decide to start with foster care?
0: We really felt like the Lord was calling us to it. My husband is a firefighter, but he has his undergrad degree in social work. He really has a passion for social work, and he's actually getting his master's right now in social work, so we just feel like there are a lot of older kids that need homes and that you know there's a very high demand for infants so we said well why don't we adopt an older child that there aren't necessarily people lining up to you know adopt
1: did you finish your home study with the state
0: we didn't even finish our application process with the
1: state. (laughs) really what happened
0: It was just taking forever. It was super frustrating. There were issues with our application, different pieces that we needed to provide to them. And then it would be a few months before they would get back to us. And then we would check in with them and say, what's the status of our application? And they would say, oh, there's this other piece. There have been a few issues with Massachusetts DCF lately. So I think they're very hypersensitive and they take a long time for the process. So in December of 2015, our application was still outstanding with the state of Massachusetts, and that's when we found out about Lily.
1: Okay, let's talk about Lily because that's also crazy because <laughs> our daughter is Lily too.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a beautiful name. So in November, I attended a retreat, and it was a women's retreat, and afterwards, my table leader sent me a Novena prayer booklet. Now, a novena is a nine day prayer that you say for a specific intention. And for us, we were praying to grow our family and to have a child. And on the first day of the novena, we received a message from a friend of ours on Facebook. And we had told this friend that we were interested in adopting. So she knew this. And she actually is connected to a pregnancy resource center. So she had seen this. Facebook post, and it said that there was a woman who was pregnant and wanted a Catholic couple to adopt her baby, and if anyone was interested, to reach out to this person who posted it. So our friend saw it and said, oh my gosh, are you interested in this? And we said, absolutely. So we connected to the person who created the post, and my husband got the number for Lily's grandmother, and we made a phone call my husband, Stephen left a voicemail, if you can imagine leaving a voicemail about something like adoption. Right. <laughs> you know, he said something like, we saw the post on Facebook, we're interested in adopting this baby, please give us a call back. It was a little bit funny of a message to leave. So she called him back and said that there was another couple that was pursuing the adoption. So my husband said, at this time, it must not be the Lord's will, but you know, we're very prayerful, faithful people. and." you know, we'll continue to pray for, you know, this baby in this situation. So we kept continuing to pray the novena. And on the ninth and final day of the novena, we were pulling into the DCF to meet about our application for foster care. And my husband got a call from Lily's grandmother and she said, the other couple fell through. We want you to be the parents to this child.
1: Wow. How far along was she?
0: She was pretty far along. That was eight weeks before she was due. So she was seven months
1: pregnant. Oh, my goodness. And where was she located? Same state?
0: Um, She's located in Rhode Island. And we live right on the border of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. So they're about 15 minutes away from where we live.
1: Wow. So what's the next step? I mean, because at that point, you didn't have an agency, right? (laughs) We didn't
0: actually tell anybody about that phone call until we met with the social worker because we said, you know, we don't know if this is real. You know, this message came from Facebook. Right. We're not going to make a phone call to our family and say we're adopting when we don't even know if this is like really happening. (laughs) So that was on a Wednesday night. We made an appointment for that following Saturday to meet with the social worker. And she was the person who was going to help us do this adoption.
1: Okay. So in Massachusetts, you don't have to have an agency.
0: Um, We do actually in Massachusetts. So the social worker was from an agency.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes. And so did she tell you about the fees right up front? I don't think in that initial
0: conversation she did. I think it was more informational about, do we really want to do this? So that first meeting was a lot about birth family history and, She wanted to lay everything out to make sure that we were really positive that we wanted to do it, given Lily's family history. And we kept saying, you know, the only reason that we're here is because God has called us here. So nothing you say about this child is going to impact our decision about yes or no. If we're meant to adopt this child, we will. And if we're not meant to adopt, we won't. But it won't be because we say no.
1: Wow. Did she find out all that information for you? She did. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Lily is the fifth child
0: for this birth mom. So all the adoptions had been done through the same agency. So the agency had some history with the oh, birth
1: okay. mom. Gotcha. Was this an agency then in your state or her state?
0: It was our state.
1: Okay. So they mm-hmm. have history. They know everything and they set you down and they told you this is number five. Mm-hmm. And what else did they tell you?
0: They told us that the birth mom had some severe mental illness and that that was the primary reason that she wasn't able to care for the children. The siblings, the oldest sibling is about 15 and he's a half sibling, different birth father. And then the other three children are the same birth father. So the birth parents have been together for like almost 12 years. So they're very committed to one another but they're not married and their finances also aren't strong so they couldn't financially provide for a child
1: okay so when you're preparing to do foster care that's a totally different road than private infant adoption right and so now that you've been matched right away Did they ask you for money, right? I I keep thinking about that because really when you do private infant adoption, I always say you have to have about $20,000 saved, but if you're on the road with foster care, I mean, that seems like it would be really hard to come up with that overnight.
0: It is exactly. So foster care adoption is practically free. So the state covers all of the costs, like for the home study and for different things. So for us, foster care adoption was attractive because we didn't have to come up with a lot of money. And then we find out about Lily, she's due in eight weeks, and we haven't even filled out an application for infant adoption. So in an eight-week period, we needed to fill out the application, complete the home study, and come up with the money. And we found out in December, so it was right around Christmas. So it was like a really crazy eight weeks. Uh, Thankfully, we were able to do some fundraising with our family. Because it was in December, we were getting ready to send out our Christmas cards. So we decided to include our announcement in our Christmas cards. And we said, you know, we're absolutely thrilled that we are going to be adopting. This is a very short time frame that we have. And unfortunately, adoption is very expensive and we're not really able to afford it. So any amount of money that you could donate, we would very much appreciate it. And we were overwhelmed with the generosity of our families and were able to raise about half of the cost of our adoption.
1: Oh, that's great. Yes, we had someone write us an email and ask us, please have someone talk about fundraising because Mm -hmm. it is a part of the adoption world. Some people don't do it and some people are very successful at it. And I think what's hard is that... (laughs) I can't imagine writing a letter to my family and saying, yeah. well, actually I can't imagine cause I've done it, but I can't <laughs> imagine getting the letter and no- knowing yeah. I know nothing about adoption, right? I get this letter from a family member and it says, I have been matched to a baby on Facebook. We need to come up with $20,000. First of all, I'd be shocked about Facebook. Secondly, I'd be mm-hmm. shocked that an adoption could cost that much. No way. Yeah. You know? And so that's yeah. hard to educate people who are not in the adoption world and say, no, this is really how it it works. And Mm -hmm. we really think this is a solid situation. But did some of your family say, I think that you're being tricked? This can be real. (laughs) Thankfully, no. Oh, good. Our family was very
0: supportive and they were all thrilled. So no one was skeptical.
1: Oh, good. See, in our situation, (laughs) everyone was very skeptical, but ours is so rough. And it became so expensive so quickly. Mm. So I'm happy to hear that you have now raised half of your money. So you're ready to start your home study super fast. Were they willing to expedite that process?
0: They had to. They said to us, this baby needs a home and you're the couple to adopt the baby. So we, we have to do this as quickly as possible. And we were able to complete it. I think it was in four or five weeks. And I'm very organized and kind of type A. So they gave me the checklist of the, you know, 20 things that I needed to do. We needed to get personal references, professional references. We needed to both go to our doctors. We needed to get fingerprinted background checks, you know, so they gave us this list. And I just said, okay, check, 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 check. <laughs> I was very excited about adopting a baby. So I was motivated to get everything done in the time frame that we had.
1: Absolutely. It is a lot of paperwork, but when you're already matched, it's so exciting. Yes. Yes. I have to ask you a question. Why didn't any of the other families want to adopt the baby if it was a biological sibling?
0: I don't know if they were offered. We were actually told by the social worker that the other siblings received a call, the parents of the other siblings, and that they all said we wouldn't like to adopt another child. And... Then, when I asked one of them later on, because we have a good relationship with them, they said, I didn't get a call like that. So I don't know exactly what lines were crossed there and how that happened.
1: Well, I guess it's just because the, the baby really just belonged with you.
0: That was exactly. your well, baby. Well, that's what
1: we thought. <laughs> what we right. Thought. <laughs> okay, so you're all done with your home study, you are passing all the adoption hoops, and did she go the full eight weeks?
0: We were ready like two weeks before her due date because we were sure she was going to go early. And instead, Lily was born nine days after her due date. (laughs) Wow. So I'm convinced that the due date wasn't correct because I didn't think that a fifth child would be nine days late.
1: Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We thought that too with this last one. It was baby number nine. And we're like, Mm -hmm. for sure she can't carry. And she carried to 41 weeks Wow. So it can happen. It can happen. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, honestly, it's the best at times for, and I say this loosely, because not always, sometimes it's better just to get the baby out, depending on how the mother is living. But right. if you can keep that baby in for as long as possible, they're super healthy. I think they yeah. sleep better and they have a, a better birth weight. So how much did she mm-hmm. weigh? She was eight pounds, four ounces. Oh yeah. She was a healthy baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. was the call like when you got the call? we were absolutely
0: thrilled. We kept waiting and waiting. And because we were ready two weeks early, every call we got, we thought was going to be the call every day. We thought we might get the call. (laughs) So when we finally got the call for real, we were absolutely thrilled. It was a Monday night. We got the call that the birth mom went into the hospital, the social worker called us. And then Tuesday morning, we got another call that said, you know, Lily has been born. And then later, like an hour later, we got a call again that said that we could come into the hospital that afternoon, the day that, that Lily was born and that the birth mom wanted to meet us, which we didn't know was going to be happening.
1: (laughs) Really? So you had been matched for eight weeks and you had never met her?
0: Correct. So in this case, Lily's grandmother is the one who coordinates the adoptions and So we had spoken to the grandmother, we had met the grandmother, but we hadn't met the birth mom and all of the adoptions are closed adoptions and ours is as well with Lily. So we knew we weren't going to be having an ongoing relationship with the birth parents. So we just assumed that that was how it was done. And we certainly wanted to meet her and we're open to meeting her, but we didn't think that that was something that was going to happen in the circumstance. So... When we heard that she wanted to meet us, I was thrilled, but I was, to be honest, a little overwhelmed emotionally because I was thinking about how emotional I was going to be about meeting Lily that day and then also emotional about meeting her birth mom. And in the same day, within minutes of one another, I didn't know if I could handle it.
1: That is a lot.
0: (laughs) It was. It was. So we met Lily's birth mom in the hospital before we met Lily, and I think that was a good order to do it in. And what was she like? She was great. We had a very good conversation about, you know, her circumstances and the reasons that she couldn't raise Lily and that she understood, you know, couples that wanted to have children but couldn't. And, you know, that she was assisting in providing children for families that couldn't.
1: So you keep saying Lily's grandmother, so that would be the birth mother's mother, Was she there? Did you meet her again?
0: Yes, she was in the hospital. And one of the interesting things about Lily's story is that Lily's birth mom is also adopted herself. So Lily's grandmother that I've been talking about, and we have a relationship with her, she is an adoptive mom like we are, like I am.
1: Oh, she is? Oh, my gosh, this story has a lot of twists. (laughs) So she has placed five babies. Yes, the the birth mom has. But really, the adoptive mother to her has facilitated five adoptions. Correct. Correct. Wow. What was the relationship like? Did they have a good relationship?
0: I think they do have a good relationship, yes. I think that the birth mom went through a lot before she was adopted. She was adopted when she was nine years old, and I think the things that she experienced when she was a young child have greatly affected her, you know, adult life. And she said to me when we were in the hospital, I don't want any of my kids to go through what I went through. So that's why I'm choosing to place through private infant adoption.
1: Okay. It makes sense. But then you have to think, because money is not an issue because you're not, it's not like you're giving her money or this is Correct. the way that she's you know, surviving, which does happen, unfortunately. But at mm-hmm. some point, isn't the adoptive mom, and I keep saying that, it's her mom. Isn't her mom like, okay, no more. We got to do birth control. Something needs to happen. Yeah. Or do you think she's like, this is wonderful. You're giving families these babies. And as an adoptive mom, you know how amazing that gift is.
0: Yes. So our perspective is the latter. Our perspective, when people say to us, oh my gosh, we can't believe that Lily has all these siblings and if they've all been adopted, you know, what's going on? And I'm fiercely defensive of Lily's birth mom. And I say, this woman has blessed five families with children and we have the blessing of knowing three of these families. And I say, I can't say that I've done as much with my life as she has because it's, so amazing to gift a family with a child and the fact that she has done that five times over is just phenomenally amazing to us. And the sacrifice that it takes to carry a child for nine months and to place them for adoption is just amazing. So we take the positive perspective on it.
1: Yeah, I agree. We do that as well. And Mm -hmm. we can't speak into the situation fully and neither can anyone else. They can ask questions and be concerned, but ultimately you can't make somebody do something. You can't make them take birth control. People have said to us because, you know, our youngest was baby number nine. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, can't you make sure that she gets her tube tied?" And I'm like, yeah, I can't believe that business. you're <laughs> talking to me about this, but you know, exactly. it's her choice. And we have tried to talk to her about alternatives, but mm-hmm. I love her also Mm -hmm. deeply love her and Mm. i love my birth mothers and all that they've been through and the choices that they make are based upon their lives Mm. and i can't change that and i really can't understand it fully and so when people say that to me i just kind of laugh like oh my gosh this is such a forward thing to say to a stranger or in yeah. the midst of me holding the baby but I get it I mean I'm asking you those questions too because I'm sure in the back of people's minds as they're hearing the story they're thinking wait a second what benefit is it to her to keep doing that but it sounds like it's just something that's a little bit unexplainable but a miracle that all right. these families have become parents okay we have to take a break when we come back we're gonna talk about the rest of the story because it continues on
0: Yes,
1: there's a lot more to come. Stay tuned. You're listening to Adoption Now. I'm April Fallon. We'll be right back.
0: This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver, broadcasting in HD digital radio and
1: online at 670kltt.com. Hi, this is Noah, April's husband. Are you enjoying the program today but wonder how you can hear more stories about the joys and challenges of adoption? Good news, Adoption Now is available on podcasts through iTunes and Google Play. Just search Adoption Now and subscribe. We download a new show weekly, allowing you access to every story we've shared. I hope you enjoy the rest of today's story as we get back to the host of the show, April Fallon. Hi, this is April Fallon, the host of Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. We want to hear your story. Do you have an adoption story? please email me at April at adoption-now.com. This show is dedicated to giving adoption a voice. Don't be afraid to speak out. Together, we can inspire others. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. Today, we're talking to adoptive mom, Natalie. And our stories are so similar, which I get really excited about. In fact, I've had goosebumps the whole time I've been talking to you. And I appreciate you telling your story so openly to me. I know that you trust me. And I'm asking you questions that you know I already know the answer to because I've been through it. And so you said that your birth mother has placed five children. And so I'm asking you questions that we get, too, because our birth mother has placed—we have number eight and number nine on one— And then Lily is also number nine Mm. placement. And Lily's mom has none of her children. And so Mm. we get those same questions. Why doesn't she do this? And why doesn't she do that? The point is, is that she chose life and she gave me a daughter and I love her deeply. And I know that you have that same love for your birth mother as well. I want to talk a little bit about when you met Lily. So you meet the birth mother, you connect with her. Her mother's there. So the grandmother- To Lily is there so you kind of have this connection but now it's time to actually meet your baby let's talk about it
0: yes it was the most amazing thing so we were taken into a room in the back of the nursery of the hospital and it was a little bit of a private room and we sat in there on a couch and one of the nurses wheeled Lily in in her little pram and um, (laughs) I can't talk about it without getting emotional Oh, it. Um, it was, it was the most amazing moment ever. I mean, my husband and I both cried. We looked at each other. We looked at Lily and said, she's ours. Like it was, there was no hesitation at all. And we couldn't wait to pick her up and to hold her. She was sleeping the whole time for our first meeting. And I wanted to unwrap her little blanket to see her little hands and her little toes. <laughs> it, was, it was just amazing. And thankfully our social worker was there and was able to take ton of pictures of those first moments and it's something that we will treasure forever.
1: Isn't it amazing when you become parents like that? I mean it's just such a weird (laughs) feeling you just become a parent.
0: Yes, yes. Now Lily was spending some time with her birth mom while she was in the hospital. So Lily was born on a Tuesday so we met her for about an hour the first day and then we came back on a Wednesday and that morning The birth mom had signed some papers in the hospital, so the hospital treated us a little bit differently in the afternoon when we came back the second time, and we got to spend a longer time with Lily, and I think it was about five hours, so it was amazing, and I just drank up every single second that we got to spend with her. Wednesday night, it was really hard to leave her in the hospital because... I already felt like she was mine. So (laughs) I was like, I don't want to be apart from her. So we left on Wednesday night and then Thursday morning, we came to the hospital and we were supposed to take her home that day. So we came, you know, new parents with our car seat ready and with smiles on our faces saying, we're ready to take home our baby. And they said, we need to keep her for another 24 hours. So thankfully, because the birth parents had already been discharged, we actually got to stay in the hospital with Lily for a day. So that time was great because that's when they taught us about feeding and Lily had a little bit of a sucking issue, which is why they wanted to make sure she was okay to go home feeding wise. So that was a really good transition time because we got to be in the hospital with her full time, but we still had people who could you know, give us tips and, and check in with us and make sure that everything was going okay and answer any questions that we had.
1: I just can't believe that you had to see her and then you had to leave. That would be know, really it so hard.
0: Sad. It was really hard. I cried that second night. I, was like, I don't want to be away from her.
1: Not all families have to go through that. Sometimes you walk in the door mm. and everything's done. Sometimes the birth mother doesn't want to see the baby and so you get the baby right away. Mm. But just Mm -hmm. to visit and then leave, did you ever think that she would change her mind?
0: That was something because she had placed all of her previous children for adoption that we knew wasn't a factor, which was great for us because we know that a lot of adoptive parents struggle with, you know, will the birth mom change her mind? And in our case, the social worker told us that that wasn't going to happen. So we had assurances.
1: And she was healthy, right? She was a healthy baby. Yes.
0: Lily was healthy. Yes, absolutely. She was great.
1: And did you name her?
0: So Lily actually was named by her birth mom. And we found that out that very first day when we met with the social worker. And the social worker said to us, you know, the birth mom has named her Lily Rose. And she's requesting that you keep that name. And um, my husband and I looked at each other and we said, we can't believe that name is of really significance to us because my husband's father's name was Rosaire and he went by Rosie. And a lot of his granddaughter's middle names are Rose after their grandfather. And we found out the name three days before the sixth anniversary of his death.
1: Oh my goodness. So for us,
0: that was just confirmation that this child was meant to be ours. Because We felt like he was praying for us in heaven to have a child. And then here's Lily Rose named after him, but named by the birth mom. It was incredible.
1: That's amazing. I have goosebumps. And I have goosebumps because (laughs) some people are going to hear this and go, oh my goodness, no, I want to name the baby. You can, Mm -hmm. you can. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. If she wants to name the baby, you just write that name down. And if you later on want to change when you finalize, you can. We had the same story though. It wasn't Lily Rose, but Mm -hmm. we had been matched through Facebook, and this is on podcast, but shorter version is we've been matched on Facebook to our daughter and paid the money to be matched, which was $8,000 right up wow. front. Looking back, wow. I would never do that again, but we yeah. sent the money to this lawyer and she disappeared. The birth parents disappeared. And he said, sorry, you're out $8,000 literally in three days. And I was crying. I'm like, oh, my goodness, we don't have the baby. What were we doing? This was a scam. Why did we answer this thing on Facebook? Why did we answer to this post? Who does that? You know, and so I was really sad and thinking my husband was right. And he said, you know what? I think she's going to come back. And I said, we could have named the baby Lily. And he's like, I think she's going to be back. I think she's going to be back. So a couple weeks go by. And sure enough, she comes back to the lawyer. So he contacts us and says, why don't you start talking to her directly? So she says to me, I went to another agency and they gave me a bunch of books of these families and I didn't like them as much as I loved you guys, Mm. but we want to name the baby. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Well, what do you want to name the baby? And she said, we want to name the baby Lily. And we said, we want to name the baby Lily. And so it was instant connection. We knew. And even when we were in the hospital and everything went bad for us, I mean, it was chaos and horrible. Mm -hmm. And the mother almost died, and Lily almost died. We were overwhelmed. I just couldn't handle it at that time. And I said, I can't do this anymore. And at that time, the birth dad's like, I'm going to take the baby. So we decided maybe we should go home. Both of them were going to be in the hospital for a while. They did survive, both survived. And we decided we were going to just head to the airport. It was just too much. And on our way, we saw this giant billboard. And it said, open your heart to Lily. I kid you not. And I was like crying again. I'm like, turn the car around. We can't give up. And it all worked out. But the name was so important. And so when you told me this, I thought Lily is a really special name. Yes, it is. (laughs) And I've heard so many people say something about the name, something about Mm -hmm. the connection with the name. It's very cool how Mm -hmm. God does that. I just think God has just a special thing with names and just to connect you into the story to keep you involved.
0: Yes. Yes. And we found out later, actually, that we were the only ones to keep the name that the birth mom gave the child. So all of the other children had been renamed by their adoptive parents.
1: And did the adoptive parents tell the grandmother?
0: Yes, the grandmother knows the children because she's the one that connected each of these families with their children. So she has a good relationship with the families.
1: Maybe that's why they didn't get a phone call. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but do you think that the grandmother was upset that they changed the name?
0: No, I don't think she was. I don't know if the birth mom would be if she knew, but I don't think the birth mom knows that the names have been changed all of the families have closed adoption so with
1: her I gotcha. think they
0: just send letters to her and I think they use the birth name when they do
1: okay so you get to bring her home and she's doing great
0: yes I wasn't sure about the attachment and the bonding I knew that I would feel like her mother but I didn't know how she was going to react to me when she hadn't heard my voice before and didn't know anything about me, she wasn't used to hearing my voice like she would her birth mom. So, And I had also read that even infants, when they're taken from their birth moms, it's traumatic for them. So I was a little hesitant to see how things would go in those first few days. But Lily attached to us immediately. We did a lot of skin-to-skin which they had recommended, both me and my husband did that so that she would get used to our heartbeat and our smells and, you know, our touch. And it was absolutely amazing. And she was a phenomenal baby. She did really well, very healthy, you know, started gaining weight well. So there wasn't any really concerns that we had about her. It was, it was absolutely a dream come
1: true. What year was she born?
0: 2016. So okay. she's 16 months now.
1: Okay. So she's doing great and you decide we want more children.
0: Yes. When she turned one, we decided that we wanted to apply to adopt again. And we were wondering if we wanted to do infant adoption again, or if we wanted to go back to foster care adoption. And we really felt like the Lord was calling us to foster care adoption. So we actually talked to an agency instead of going through the state this time. And we filled out the application. We decided that we were going to do it. So on a Friday, we filled out the application and paid the application fee to adopt from foster care. And only in the Lord's timing, the very next day, we got a call from Lily's birth grandmother that said her birth mom was pregnant again. (laughs) And would we be open to discerning whether or not we would want to adopt another baby? my husband and I, I immediately started to sob. I was like, this is just so unbelievable. And I said, we don't even need to look at each other or talk about it. It's yes, absolutely. Yes. We wouldn't hesitate. We want to adopt another child. And we just yesterday applied to adopt again.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we call
0: that a God incident.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes.
0: yes. No way that that's a coincidence that the day after we applied to adopt, we hear about another infant.
1: (laughs) I cannot believe that she is pregnant again and that they called you.
0: Yes, yes. So the grandmother had suggested as soon as she found out that her daughter was pregnant again, she suggested us as a couple to adopt this next baby. And both birth parents responded very positively to that. And said yes we would love the siblings to be together and we would want Lily to have a a sibling and how special would it be and we loved Natalie and Stephen when we met them so they were very open to it so we were thrilled to hear that that we made a good impression in the one meeting that we had with them
1: how far along is she
0: she is now six months so we have three months to go the baby's due in September
1: do you know what she's having we just found out it's a boy. Yay! Oh my goodness. You're getting a boy and a girl and their siblings? Yes.
0: Yes, full biological siblings. We are absolutely over the moon and just so amazed and in awe of how good the Lord is to us.
1: That is incredible. Really, it's just kind of a dream story.
0: It is. It is to have two domestic infant adoptions when we hadn't filled out applications or gone through the process to pursue that avenue.
1: (laughs) Right. The babies found you. Yes. Yes. So these would be considered designated adoptions. Does that mean that they are less expensive?
0: I wish that's what that would mean. (laughs) With Lily, we thought to get a little bit of a discount from the agency because they were going to charge us the full fee and we said no we called in, yes they were
1: yeah but that's a matching fee that you would have had to pay and you didn't have a matching so
0: what they what they call it is a placement fee and it's paid in two installments and it's the largest fee for the adoption and they were going to charge us the full rate and we said you know that this child was matched with us outside of your agency, we didn't need you to find us a birth mom, and so they took a few thousand off but didn't give us much of a discount on the first child. So this second child, we actually are pursuing a different avenue. We're not going with the agency that we did before, which is a, a big shift from what the birth family is used to. So we're trying to go through a lawyer and have a different agency provide some of the services that we need.
1: Will that save you money?
0: It does. Yes, it's going to save us about ten to fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, good. Yes,
1: we thought designated meant less expensive as well, but it's not true, especially for yeah. us because we have to travel to Florida. mm mm-hmm. And so both of those adoptions were around between twenty and twenty-five thousand. So it doesn't feel like it's less. Now, sometimes yeah. it can be as low as 5,000 because you just have to get your home study done and you've done all the work that the agency would have to do as far as matching and you know, all the things that they would have to advertise. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. cut all those prices out. But ultimately, adoption is still expensive, no matter if it's biological siblings or if it is designated or your weight analyst. I mean, it's just expensive. So will you fundraise again? No, we decided not to this
0: time. So between our fundraising last time and the tax credit, so there's a federal tax credit that's about $13,500, I believe. And we used that and we were able to get a tax refund for that amount. So between those two things, we were able to pay for the entire adoption. So this time around, we weren't comfortable asking our family and friends for money again. So we are getting a home equity credit line out on our house, and that's how we're going to pay for it up front. But then with the tax credit, it's not going to be much more than $13,500 for this adoption. So we, we hope that it's under $15,000.
1: i am going to get so many questions about that because we have the not talked credit. about that on a show. And it's really important. It's funny because my husband and I took Dave Ramsey's class right Mm -hmm. before we found out about Malia. (laughs) And I'm like, Dave Ramsey (laughs) needs to do an adoption course because what are we supposed to do? I mean, really, you're asked for such a huge, substantial amount of money up front Mm -hmm. that you have to rob Peter to pay Paul. And It's just so overwhelming. And you're like, oh, God, please forgive me, but I'm going into debt. But mm-hmm. the tax credit mm-hmm. is an awesome thing. Yes. So all states have that. You can apply it's for that. federal. Yes.
0: Yes, it's federal.
1: Mm-hmm. Make sure that you know about that. And also find out if your workplace provides adoption assistance. A lot of times they do, and you just don't know because you've never asked or you've never even thought about that but sometimes they have some sort of credit for you and can help you in that process as well. There's a lot of different ways that you can raise money. And I I don't want anyone to give up on adoption because of the money, or I don't want anyone to say no to a sibling because of the money, because we almost did that. We almost said no, because I was like, I can't spend another $25,000. I mean, we don't even have that. And I cannot tell you how much I love this baby and Mm. how much the two connect, the two siblings. Mm. And so I would sell anything or do Mm. anything to make sure that I raise that money to bring Mm. those siblings together. And so I just wanna encourage our listeners, if you are thinking about that, you have a sibling maybe you've been contacted about and you don't know if you should go forward, go forward. If you want more children and this fits into the plan, don't let the finances stop you. Mm. Thank you so much for being on the show, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I love sharing our story. I love hearing your story. And I love the connection that you and I have. I, so many people reach out and there's something that connects us. They went through a similar mm. experience, but us adoptive parents need to stick together. And you and I talked a little bit about that as well as you have a great support system. It sounds like with other adoptive yeah. families. And so your children are with other adopted kids. And so they can get this community of people that have been through similar experiences. Yes.
0: And we're so blessed to have a great relationship with Lily's siblings and their families. So it's great to be able to call, you know, her sister's mom and say, hey, Lily is experiencing this. Has your daughter ever experienced this? So it's very helpful.
1: Thank you again for applying to be on the show. Thank you so much. Don't forget to like Adoption Now on Facebook. And remember, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes. If you would like to apply to be on the show, you can contact me through Facebook or you can email me at april at adoption com. I will post a picture of Natalie's beautiful family. Thanks for tuning in to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. See you next week.